Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. All right, fellas. Ready for uh, the championship week? Uh, not as much of a slate, though, so we'll get to talk about some other topics a little bit at the top. Mark, welcome in. CJ, hey. always on the uh, on the hand there, buddy. Good good to have you. So, uh, got a little twins twins to the right here. Excited. Yeah, yeah definitely glad to join. And uh, fellas, I mean, this is kind of the least exciting, I think, that we've seen that final championship week be in a long time in terms of also what it means for the playoff. Like there's not a lot, not a lot of implications this week on these games. Really? Well, really you're, you're saying the least exciting because really, I think it's the most exciting. Yeah. I I I think it's, yeah, I think it's kind of, I'm, I'm with him because I mean, there could be a lot of chaos if some things go weird. See, Oh yeah. Okay. TCU loses, USC loses. Who the hell knows? You could get Bama, you could get Ohio State in. So it's kind of a crazy situation, right? I don't now. know, fellas. I don't know about that. And let me let me preface this by saying I think TCU's in regardless of what happens against the Purple Cats. Oh no, 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 no. no, no. no. I, I think so. No, 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 no. TCU is definitely out. The Big Twelve. Schedule. I mean, the Big Twelve. I, I disagree, fellas. TCU it, has TCU has more more top thirty wins than Ohio State, eight to five. The strength of record, they're number one in. They're twelve and zero. They had an extra data. Again, they had to play again, in the championship. Ohio State again, did not. But you go through the committee. What's a better what conference? What's a better conference? Is going it's pretty to go simple. Through is the Big Ten. And the Ohio State brand, they're not going to give a damn about little old TCU. Yeah, they, they had some good. They have a good resume. They're not going to give a damn about that. Yeah, we we've already seen a committee not give a damn about if you played in the title game or not. I mean, Alabama, not even what three years ago, didn't even play yeah. in the SEC title game and still found a way. And so the committee's proven that the championships, conference championships, don't mean a damn. I think they should, but the committee's already set the standard that it doesn't matter. Now you guys say that they've already set the standard that it doesn't matter. I'm gonna kind of slightly rebuttal on that in just a second, though. In reality, every year the committee is different and sets its own criteria. So I don't necessarily think that's going to be a a bulletproof case. Now, I I can understand what you're thinking and saying that the brand of Ohio State will will get the nod in the end over little old TCU. First year, Sonny Dykes, and that'll just be the way that is. I don't necessarily think this committee is going to do that. Okay, okay, I really so, don't. Okay, so you you're saying then all four are locked regardless of what no, happens. No, 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 no. No, USC is not. USC is not in because they have a loss. But TCU is at, it has an added game here, right? The conference championship. Okay, but what happens if they get blown out? No, okay, if they get blown out, that's a different story, but I mean a competitive yeah. game, a competitive loss to to K-State. Let's say they lose it 28 to 27 or something or hell even we could even go with like thirty-four well, to twenty-four or something. I mean, they're still US, at the end. They're wait, still in. USC also lost to Utah already this season. So, no, but, oh, exactly. I mean, I, I, that's, that, that's why I'm saying that Utah, or that's why I'm saying that TCU here, guys, 
is with a close loss, I think is still in. So you're saying you the top put USC blocks. in at that point in time? No, no, no. Alabama will jump them. I disagree. Hundred yeah, percent. Alabama and, will and, jump them. Well, and here's my thing. I, I think if you don't win your conference title game, I don't think you should be in. That that's always been my feelings on it. Oh yeah. So what you're saying, Blaine, is is then you feel the top three are locked in unless blowouts happen. Yes, absolutely. God. Yeah, I, I think the Georgia. to me the only one I would feel <laughs> to me the only one I would feel safe and locked in with would be Georgia. Really, you don't think Michigan's locked in right now? I, I think a loss to to a not great Purdue team doesn't do, does not set well. You remember a few years ago when but that's Purdue a top four team still. Ohio State. Oh you yeah, in, in West ago, Lafayette. Oh, yeah, State, I remember like, Mark. What was it? Forty-five to twelve or something like that. But that was in Purdue. Yeah, but that, that was, was so State, ridiculous. Man. That was at Rocket and the lights. Purdue, they're the spoiler makers. So they can spoil some hopes. And they hey, might. Mark, they Mark, you do... like to, you, you're talking to spoiler makers. It's actually per don't. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, but I'll be honest, guys. I, I don't want to lean quite yet, but. uh who knows? That's a lot of candy this week with Purdue. Yeah, I mean, part of me wants to just root for absolute chaos. You know, treat it like the NCAA tournament. ACJ, though. At this point, we have nothing else to and, set our hat on other than chaos. So and I, I'm team chaos all the way. Hey, Professor, Professor Chaos, Mark. You know, I mean, yeah. he's greatest character probably all three go in, in, in the South Park universe ever. And Professor Chaos, and now this puny world will bow down to me. <laughs> For sure. Uh, <laughs> there but, you go. Good hey, South Park reference. Hey, I but like let's it. let's go ahead and say this real quick though. We we kind of I think we're in agreement though. Like TCU, more than likely with with a win is in. Obviously, with a the win, they're in. What am I saying here? With with with, with a close loss to Kansas State, they're still going to be in. USC with the win, obviously, as well, right? But I think USC is in trouble Friday night against Utah, fellas. I like that matchup for the youth. Cal Whittingham's team is has the blueprint to beat USC. They've done it once, and they're more physical, and now they've seen the playbook. Now, granted, USC a little bit better than they were when they went to Rice-Eccles, you know, and it was at night, and it was at Utah. Yeah. So now we're in Vegas at, at the big Death Star, you know. So it, it could get interesting, obviously, and Caleb Williams is playing absolutely out of his mind. But I feel like USC is in trouble, and that opens it up to a team. And I'm, I, I think it's going to end up being Ohio State. See, the, I, I, I don't want it to be, but I think it will be. Uh, see, I'll let you take this one first, CJ. Yeah, I mean, this one's interesting. I mean, because, you know, as Mark alluded to, you know, these two teams have already played before. It, and, and here's the thing I think that really kind of shocked me because I had to kind of go back and look at this thing is because both of these defenses have been pretty decent. Um, but do you, you guys want to take a, a guess at the total yards in that game? Oh, okay. I'll shoot on that one first. Total yards in the total in the matchup back at Utah, right? Yes. Okay. 
Yeah, total offense, both yardage combined by both teams. Hmm. Say about 1,100. I'll go uh, 795. 1,118 total yards. Wow. See, wow. I was close. Eight, I was what you eight, thought. 85 points, one turnover that was committed by Utah. Okay. Time of possession was basically dead even. Offenses got whatever they wanted. And here's the Gosh. thing. And here's why I really – I'm leaning towards USC to win this thing is – it literally Utah threw everything at him, and it took a literal Dana, let's go win the game two point conversion to put him down. <laughs> I just, I don't know if you, and that's at home. I feel like Utah swang for the knockout. And if it wasn't for the fact that they just clipped them, I, 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 I yeah, I don't feel confident in this. I like Utah. Blaine, you know me, Cameron rising from the ashes, but. Oh, uh, hey, CJ. That's my boy. You, that that you is your boy. Dubbed him that, and, I think. And, and, I think. I think we should get credit for that, right? I, I think we should get credit for that one. But I, this this is a much different USC team. Uh, Caleb Williams is playing phenomenal. You know, Jordan Addison had over 100 yards on him the last time. I don't see that changing. I I think it's going to be heavy points again. Hammer that 68 over. Just absolutely freaking hammer it. But I, I think USC finds a way to get some revenge and win the Pac-12. Oh God, hmm. yeah. I love Cameron Rising too. I mean, I think USC, they got such a damn good offense. I mean, Lincoln Riley, he's just been meshing really well. We talked about in the past few weeks, Cape Williams, everything. I think that they have proven throughout the year. And Utah, they have actually proven too on offense. I think it's going to be a defensive battle because Utah gave Colorado 21 points last week. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Who gives Colorado any points? Uh, <laughs> hey, it's it's not. It's, <laughs> it's true. It's true. The boys in Boulder are bad, and they're trying to steal our boy Dion. Guys, you don't need to check your watch to know it. It's time. I need the mama to tell you, your father to tell you, your friends, family members, and loved ones to know that it's time. On two, though. I don't know. Yeah, they're like trying to get I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, come on. Utah gave up seven to Stanford. Stanford hadn't scored in over a month. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's not the typical God Utah. Bless, uh, it's it's exactly. not a typical Whittingham team on that side of the ball defensively, though. That's for sure. Um, yeah. So, one thing, though, that I do think is important in this matchup, though, is there's no die at running back there for USC. I think that's going to be a bigger deal here in this matchup than it was against Notre Dame. Um, you know, he had the experience playing in the Pac-12 at Oregon in the championship game before. Would have been a nice piece for them to have in this game. Utah has experience in this game. Uh, you know, they've, they've been in this. USC's group has not. Now, Lincoln Riley has, and Caleb Williams has, but not the rest of the team. I think it's well, going to be interesting to see can – can Utah get the same type of performance out of Dalton Kincaid that he did? He'll be back in his hometown there in Vegas. He's a senior. I mean, he had 16 catches last time for 234 yards. Now, USC's obviously going to be a little bit better than that. But, I mean. Well, and let's – and Blaine, not – you do remember Jordan Addison was 
played for a conference title last year at Pittsburgh. So, you know, he, he he's a guy that kind of understands what I forgot all about now. that, CJ. I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah, and it, it, it's kind of easy to. And I would agree with you on that, but let's not forget, though, th- this was kind of a dual-head, really three-headed running attack. Uh, Austin Jones was second on the team in carries with 98 carries, over 600 yards, 6.2 a pop. So it's not like they're going to a guy who hasn't seen a bunch of times. So he's – Yeah, got, you're right. You're right. Jones is good. I, I, you know, I, I think that helps now. Yeah, they'll miss die. I mean, he was he was the guy. But – and we with Jones back here and then obviously, you know, Caleb Williams' ability to, to, to run or at least extend plays – um, definitely helps. And that's kind of been the one aspect of his game that's been different this year versus what he was at Oklahoma, right? At Oklahoma, it felt like he was run first, throw second. He's flipped that script this year, and it almost kind of feels like this is that game where, where Riley pulls that out and says, all right, Caleb, it's it's going to be your legs because we don't have die. And I think it's going to be something a little different on film than what you know, Utah has has seen all year on film with him. Yeah, he. Uh, hey, he I, was think, looking great. I'll say and this so, though too, Thomas. Thomas has an ability, um, as well for Utah. You know, if they can get him back into this game to really do something. But Jay Quinjan Jackson, the freshman, exploded uh, here of late. 117 yards against Colorado, 97 against Arizona. So they got maybe a potential to have a two-headed backfield. Can Cam Rising make the plays like he did at home and has done before to match Caleb Williams play for play? I like Utah's defense a little bit better. I think they're a little more sound. Blaine, do you I, can you have the uh, rights of the Rising by Bruce Springsteen? We use whatever we want, Mark. Because I think you need to use that. The rising <laughs> by Bruce Springsteen. Cam rising. I love this kid. Come on up for the rising. Come on up with your heads in mind. Come on up for the rising. Utah, guys, I'm going to say this. We're going to bark a lot tonight in this on this slate. I love the dogs. Give me them. Give me Utah money line plus one twenty two. Give me the points, obviously. And quite frankly, I lean. I think I lean over, but it would not be shot under. I don't want any part of the total on this one. But give me Utah. Oh, I, I, like I said, I, I'm all on the over. You know, just absolutely hammer it. Um, do you really hammer it though, CJ? I, I do. I mean, they combine. I hammer. I'm, I'm the last ha- time. I'm with, okay. I'm yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they combined for 85 last time. Both of these offenses can be prolific. Um, yeah, Utah's defense is, is statistically better than USC's, but USC has been very bend but don't break. They gave up a lot of points to Utah. I, I just – I don't necessarily see the defenses being able to make that much of an adjustment to put this into a defensive battle. Yeah, I mean, I Utah as well. I think uh, Cameron Rison – He's doing pretty great. And Utah is really kind of getting into a little bit of a flow offensively in the last few weeks. I think, like CJ said, saw 85 points in the last game they played with USC. So I think Utah is a good bet. I actually would 
pick the Utes money line as well. You know, you know, it's crazy. If they wouldn't have let some stuff slip away there at Alton against Oregon, Utah could be in this conversation to make the playoff along with like Bama. Well, it's a two loss team. Bo Nick screwed that one up, didn't he? Yep. Man, the, the Pac-12 has been wild this year. And if USC does end up making the playoff, that's a, that's, uh, it would be a heck of a victory for the league. But that's what the Pac-12 does. It looks good, has a couple good teams, and then all of a sudden somebody comes out of nowhere and kicks you in the balls. Well, it might, end up being, it might end up being Utah. I mean, they might that's end Pac-12, up. That's and it might be Utah this week. So it could be Utah. I it think really it might be Utah shock. this week. Yeah, the the the, the Pac-12 has a tendency, and, and the SEC did it to this. It to gets the, weird this year. It gets <laughs> weird, and they kind of cannibalize each other at times. And it's like, what what is going on? It it it, it yeah, it, it's been weird out on the West Coast. It, it gets weird after dark. Oh yeah, you see a ten thirty matchup on ESPN that involves Oregon State or Washington State. Yeah, gotta hold on to your nuts on that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this one's a uh, eight o'clock kickoff on Fox. And hey, interesting that they put the weather there forty three degrees, guys. The they're in, they're in the Starship, man. They're in the Death Star, so I don't think that sh- the temperature should even matter. Correct? No, because is that open air? No, they'll ha- well, it's a retractable roof, but they'll more than likely have it closed. Yeah, it's it's weird situation. And and and, and yeah. you know, just just as a guy who's who's spent some time out in Arizona because of family, uh, when the sun goes down, it it can get cold. So, um, yeah, I would I, w- I would expect the the roof to be to be closed in the field to be a nice balmy seventy eight. Last year, I remember when the, the first time they had this thing in Vegas, they had some pretty cool stuff with the mascots and like card games and whatnot <laughs> do you remember that so i'm hoping to see much the same this year out there in a pack 12 i mean it is the game of the most intrigue i think for the playoff because if usc wins it well then they're probably going to get in and and then it kind of makes saturday a little less exciting i think really um but we also then get the chaos theory that happens if utah wins on friday night well um i mean Outside of Utah and USC, I mean, the next best matchups: K State versus TCU, and that's the nooner on uh, that's Saturday. The that's yeah. the big one because you don't know what. I mean, TCU—they've been great, dugging everything all year. But K State, they're sneaky and climbing. He always has a good team. They can bring out some old – maybe Bill Snyder might come over on the sideline, give him a little power cap push. <laughs> and K-State might disrupt this whole freaking thing. They they could, but, but I'm going to say this, Mark. When, when they do, it doesn't necessarily change that much of what's going to happen in this thing. Like, like I said before, I think that – I think the frogs are in, man. I think Sonny Dykes and the boys have done enough like winning I, every week. Like I said before, I think minus Ohio a blowout, State minus a blowout, and Ohio State and Alabama, the playoff committee values name recognition 
more than actual play on the field. And while TCU's done great, I will say this. TCU hasn't done exceptional on the field. Like, Georgia's beating opponents by 15, 20 points a game. TCU's squeaking by 10, 7 points a game. So that's the optics that you have to look at with the college football playoff committee. Yeah, because I, I, I do. I think the optics matter, and I think when you look at it, I mean, the win over OU I don't think is as big as it people thought it was because um, they were overvalued and overrated. Um, you know, unfortunately, the Kansas game is when, you know, Jalen Daniels gets hurt. Um, if he stays in the game, who knows what that looks like. You know, Oklahoma State at eight, maybe a little overvalued two overtime win there. <sighs> You know, I mean, you, you look at it. I mean, they TCU. I mean, with the win over Kansas State, if they get another one, that's two over them, and and they're in with a win anyway. But I I don't know. I'm just looking up and down their schedule, and I'm just there's some wins there that I think looked good at the time. I just don't know in retrospect how good they look now. Hmm. Look that, at that's the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, the that's the way my thing is because that's how they're going to look at it is is sometimes you get people in there looking at it. Okay. Well, screw what it meant at the moment. What does it mean now? Well, I I think there is some value in that. Not a lot, but I think there is some value in it. Well, the whole thing is at the very end, what happens this Saturday? I mean, if they beat K-State, then screw it. Everything is out the window. If they lose to K-State, then they're in the back of the pack, I think behind See, I, Alabama I, and Ohio State. I could not get disagree more with that, Mark. Could not disagree more with See, that. okay. Now we're, now we're arguing. Well, I mean, the, the reality of it is, I think the explosiveness of that offense, Kendry Miller being able to run the ball the way he has, Max Duggan making plays, Quentin Johnson, how good they've been. The, the Big 12 is the third best league by far this year in college football. Maybe second, really, if you look at, overall top balance bottom, of, of the conference bottom, yeah. yeah top to bottom um and they found ways to win impressively week in week out and i think there's something to that and i think there's enough football people on the committee that will respect that um for the frogs and realize that kansas state having to beat them twice in a season is going to be really tricky to do i mean you go back and look at that game that they played back on you know week before halloween and it was it was kind of crazy how the game transpired. You know, you look at it, Kansas State might be able to pull this thing off, and they should not be penalized as such. Now, it might happen, and their best bet is to have USC lose as well because then I think there's no doubt TCU's in. Well, see, and, and, and I don't completely disagree with that, that, that train of thought, Blaine, but I will say this is I do think there is a certain point time in the year, and we've reached it, where – if you lose now, it really matters. Like you've gotten to this point. If you stumble before the finish hey, line, CJ. it should cost you a little bit more because you didn't finish the job. In okay. Front of you. Absolutely. Timeout. And, and I a hundred percent agree with that point. But then why does Ohio state get in over TCU? I'm not advocating for Ohio state over TCU, but what I'm saying to you is, is I think a loss regardless blowout or tight, I, I would not feel secure at three Again. with an L, but, but everybody Again, has yeah. a loss. Everybody has a loss. 
again, right I'm saying okay, but here's my thing. Of late as well. Of late even too. Okay, but here's my thing. Blind resume TCU at 12 and 1 and blind resume do the blind resume with say Tennessee at 10 and 2. Tennessee's resume is a little better. No way. Yeah. No way. God bless no way. God bless Hinden Hooker though. I mean I hated to see him go down. Oh wow. I'm with you on that, Mark. That was yeah, tough I mean, and yeah, a tough break it, for the ball. It, it was tough to see him go down. But what I'm saying is if you blind resume him, Tennessee comes out looking like the better team. You well, just don't want to admit it. No, no. Really. A twelve and one better TCU conference, versus better okay. conference, a win over Alabama who's ranked ahead of them. Okay, I mean, but there's two losses versus one and 12 wins versus 10. I, I, I get that, but what you're saying is is if you reach this time of year and you're okay. in the top four, it doesn't matter what happens on championship. So, matter, so it CJ, should matter even more. So, so time out, CJ. So, I mean, obviously the win versus Bama is good, but you really want to get down to it. How good's Alabama this year? Good enough. To <laughs> is that fair to court. ask? Come on, man. They're right there in the hunt. They're good enough to still be in the hunt. Oh, I mean, 100%. 100%. Is, is Nick Saban ever out of anything? He Probably. never is. I mean, I mean, Bryce I, I'm going to go ahead. I will agree with you guys. Yeah. I'll agree with you on the take of Tennessee. Um, Tennessee's resume still kind of, if some things happen, I think Tennessee's more deserving, to be quite honest with you. See, it's tough to go there on Ohio State. I just don't know how I feel about Ohio State, guys. Well, see, and this is why I don't necessarily love the four team format. Because I do believe a conference champion should be in. I, I don't like teams that don't win their conference title or don't play for their conference title in, in the smallest smidgen of it, at least getting in. That's why I, I don't think Ohio State should be in. You, you, you can't lose at home the way you did and still be in this thing. Sorry. Like, that's just reality. Alabama, you got two losses. Sorry, you're done. Like, to LSU, me, you have three. Correct. And, and so that's Tennessee all, that's, has two as well, though, CJ. Correct. And, and I get that. What but, I was saying is I think if you just blind resume them, because the argument's always been we don't want we want the four most deserving has always been the argument, whether you believe that or not. That's always been the line trotted out. So if you if, if that's the criteria, we want the four most deserving, then it has to be blind resume done, not, you know, brand and travel and fans and all of that. Okay, that's so, why I want to get well, to a twelve-team format. That, you get the four automatic bids. If you win your conference championship, you're in automatically and done. That's hey, CJ, the, CJ, that's CJ. the argument. That's the argument you have to make, though, because I. Well, I really, I'm sorry. To, five. It has to be. Five. It has to be about optics. It has to be about the brand. Everybody's going to want to focus on a college football playoff when Ohio State. Alabama, Clemson, or end. But nobody gives a damn ECU or Penn State. Maybe Penn State a little bit. Uh, they, they, they'd be all over Penn State being in. <laughs> yeah, or Rutgers. Throw them well, in there. I, you know what? I, 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 I push back on that a little bit because it is still football. People are still going to watch. People are still going to care. I mean, it, it's New Year's Day without a whole lot going on, but I, I mean, I get where you're coming from, but at the same time, though, if if it was literally all about brands and all of that, 
and I understand basketball and football are completely different. I mean, come on. St. Peter's College pulled numbers in the NCAA tournament that were unheard of because of the run that team went on. Like, you're going to tell me that if somebody like a Cincinnati hadn't beat Alabama last year, that college football playoff championship game would have been one of the most watched sporting events in the history of the world. Well, easily. It's it's like when Butler played Duke, you know? Yeah, like that's what what I'm saying. People will sit there and say, oh, we don't, you know, we don't always necessarily like the underdogs in these things. That's crap because the TV ratings are telling a completely different story. Oh, yeah. People can say they want the blue bloods all they want. I, I want to play off without Alabama. I want to play off without Alabama because I am so tired of it. <laughs> I want and different hey, teams. That's why, like, part of me is rooting for chaos, and then the other part of me is like, good God, no, because that means we get freaking Alabama. I can't handle it. Hey, and here at the end, guys, <laughs> we're going to actually kind of uh, show the level of dominance that they have. And I'm I'm with you guys. I want to see something different. And I'll also say this, though, CJ. Let's go to the blind resume between TCU and Tennessee. Okay, blind resume. Be That's quite good. honest. It's good blind. Really, if you look at it, they have the loss to Georgia, which does that throw it? Is that a trump card, kind of to some extent? Kentucky, not a great win now. Um, yeah, but that loss was at Georgia in a pretty, pretty tight game. Okay, the LSU win is a huge win, but the Florida game, that's not really a great win. The Pitt game, that's not really a great win. No. I mean, Bama is also a huge win for him, so that's big. So maybe I just I just don't see how you guys come to that conclusion. Tennessee is better than TCU. They have they they get they add an extra data point, and so they get penalized for that. I don't think this committee is going to do that. I really don't. Well, but it, it, here's the thing, though, and we've said this before: is is you're still. Every member in that committee has their own agenda, has their own thing going on. That's that's been the ultimate hiccup in this whole thing with four is you've you've got a bunch of heads in there that how much are they really paying attention how much are they really watching and who's checking their agendas at the door and i don't know how much of the second part of that's really happening hey guys you know what's going to be great is i I would lean that they're watching more football than they are checking their agendas at the door well a lot of it is too i think sec bias i think sec bias is going big with the college football playoff committee because oh, God, yeah. you see the high how high Alabama is compared to comparable teams on blind resume. So how can you compare so on that son? Well, I mean, I think there's that. I think there's a lot, a lot of brand recognition going in there too. I mean, the fact that Clemson only went down one spot after you know, quite frankly, getting humiliated by a South Carolina team that's average at best. I think they're pretty good right now. They're good Beamer right ball. now, but I mean, Beamer a ball. swag with the Beamer ball right now. I mean, but let's be Rattlers realistic. They putting lost. it together, CJ. I, 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 I will give you that, but that was, I mean, nine straight Clemson had beaten South Carolina and a lot of them hadn't even been close. Like that's that's a game that Clemson typically walks in and they get the win. The sugar so, huddle was hilarious on the special teams. I just, I, to me that, <laughs> to me that was a lot of just oh well, it's a brand. We're going to keep them somewhere in the mix, and to we're going to talk. We're going to talk about Clemson here soon, guys. Okay, let's let's finish up with this Big Twelve championship though, real quick. Um, number ten, Kansas State versus number three TCU. You got a two and a half point spread. For the purple, for the purple frogs, 
Um, you got a three and a half point spread for the Purple Frogs here. The total's at 62. I, I think it's pretty easy to to take the take the under in this game, guys. I think that's the I play. Think, I think the under too. I think uh, both teams they got good defenses, especially K State. Very underrated defense, really. So it's I, crazy. I it's, would go under. Well, K K State's an underrated defense. They're playing better defensive late. TCU is is also much improved on the defensive side here down the stretch. I mean, I, I think you're going to see an under in this game. And, man, it really hurts and pains me to say it. I think Kansas State's going to come away with this victory. I think TCU's been living on a prayer for a while now. Ooh, and give me, give, me the, give me climbing in the Purple Cats to win this thing on the money line, plus 118, so, plus two and a half juice. Of the week? I've, I've already taken two dogs, Mark. Yeah. Well, go with the neutral I'm, site. Give me Kansas State to win this football game. I I'm think the magic runs it. out for the hypnotoads, man. Hypnotoad, so. I'm I think it runs out. I'm rolling with hypnotoad. CJ, what I you think got? TCU's going straight on into the playoffs, I, I, representing I, the Big Twelve as strong as possible, right behind Duggan and everything that they can possibly do from Fort Worth. Blade, I, I, I want to roll with you, but your boy Andy Dalton <laughs> needs to call and demand his jersey back because you, you you turned on him and you turned on his school. Here's the thing. I, I What K-State has done has been impressive. What Kleiman has been able to do kind of, unfortunately here, what, the last month of the season, a revolving door at quarterback. Um, yeah. Partially due to injury, not really necessarily play because, I mean, Martinez has played well. Howard's come in and played very well. You know, Deuce Vaughn's done what we – kind of expected Deuce Vaughn to do. To me, the difference in this game is going to be quite simply, there is no answer K-State has at all, like nobody else had in the Big 12 season for Quentin Johnston. There's just, there's not really an answer for a guy that big, that skilled. To me, he's the difference. He's, there's no doubt in my mind he plays. I know that ankle's a little nicked up, but he's still going to play. TCU's offense has been on it from the from the jump, which is extremely. I mean, Duggan, twenty nine touchdowns of three picks, yeah. Yeah. almost ten to one ratio. That's insane. By the way, by the way, CJ, to interrupt, I want to say, good lord, I, I'm sorry for the injury for Adrian Martinez. Yeah, I mean that. Good God, I thought he would be like what Bo Nix is doing over in Oregon. He'd be doing the same thing right now. So that's kind of a soul crusher. Yeah, because that was, I mean, you know, he transfers, he, he starts the season out well and then, and then gets hurt. I mean, that, that does suck. And I hate that for kids like that who, quite frankly, needed a change of scenery, get it, and it works out. But, you know, for me, and I, and I get where you're coming from, Blank, because TCU has kind of lived on a prayer all year. It just almost feels like it's it's due to come to an end, but we've been predicting that now for three or four weeks. I just I I, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna side on it and say it lives it lives at least another week. By the way, Joe Missoula just won another game. So. <laughs> <laughs> Missoula just, just keeps piling up the W's for the Celtics. 
Hey, Prince William. There he is. No shit. That bald head, some bitch. Y- yeah. He probably hung out with Missoula. I got to text that some bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Gonna be interested to hear what Missoula has to say about Prince Henry, Prince Harry. <laughs> oh that man, Prince William. Prince William. That's that's how much I really care about the royal family. I'll be honest. Yeah, I don't give a damn about. That now, was, you know what? Actually, I, though, I, I just looked up. I was like, shit. That's Prince that's, William. Yeah, Prince. Damn. <laughs> hold on, or is it? Harry's the one that lives over here now, right? Yeah, Harry's the one. That's that, right. He's the one that, who got the Oprah stuff. That's right. That's right. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. So. CJ, I will say this real quickly. I, I kind of agree with, with your theory there. We've always been picking against it. But the one weakness I think TCU has, the case they can really exploit, is that rush defense. I think it's a look could be leaky. I mean, it's been getting better. But what I saw of it when, when C.J. Donaldson, kind of a special player, kind of ripped him apart there in the first half before he got hurt, I think Deuce Vaughn's special. And I think he could have a special day. So – that's, that's why I'm rolling with climbing the purple cats there, fellas. Um, so we 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 kind of Saturday then a lot of championship games. Uh, we've kind of tackled the two at the top that really really truly matter. But there's a nooner as well that we typically would love to have during the middle of the week, and that's some action. Okay, this is action. Okay, Mac title game at noon. The Toledo Rockets. Coming in against the Ohio Bobcats, seven and five for the Rockets there, nine and three for the boys from Athens. Uh, an insanely fun matchup, actually. Whenever, uh, all I know is whenever I was covering college football for college football news, I went to uh, actual Toledo Ohio game in Athens. Went to the Glass Bowl. Oh yeah, I went to Athens, Ohio, and well, you went to Athens, Peden, okay. Ohio, me in the ass. <laughs> it was Halloween weekend, so hey, Ohio is hot, cats. Mark. At the moment, they're they're playing hot as well. They have won seven straight games since they lost their MAC opener to Kent in OT. I, yeah, they're doing great. I mean, hell, I'll and give the- them. From a place where Joe Burrow comes from, <laughs> like it's a stinky line to me to see Toledo as a point and a half favorite after losing two consecutive weeks, right? Uh, like I know Ohio has the injury with Rourke, and he will not be playing, and he's kind of their their dude. But I liked what I saw out of Harris. I like this Ohio team. Give me Ohio. Give me another dog. Even though these, there are, the you cats, go. Even though these are the Bobcats. There you go. We got. I'll two take the Bobcats. money line. We got two money Bobcats. money line here. Bobcat money line plus one fifteen, plus one and a half, and I'll also take the over fifty five. And I think it might go down even further. Take it even. Take it there. Now, granted, yeah. these picks all guys. We still have our contest that we'll get into here at the back end. How we'll decide it this week, but. uh mm-hmm. What are you guys thinking there? You guys, you guys on board? You rolling with Ohio? I mean, oh, oh, I mean, I love Ben Gurr at running back. I mean, they've been playing. Oh, H. We're never doing the other part of that, buddy. And they don't do that. <laughs> so I know. I figured. I know. I know. I, I know. You know. To screw with you on that one. 
But, yeah, I'm going uh, Ohio on that. I think Ohio, they got the advantage. This is Maxion! See, this one's tough for me. The only thing I know about this game is hammer the over because it's the Mac and things get weird with the Mac in their title game. Um, I, I would love to lean Ohio here, but Rort being out to me is a huge, huge ordeal for Ohio. Ah, you know what? Screw it. Let's go three for three. I'll take the Bobcats. The graphic, the graphic fellas. We just, no one took one for the team there. That's unfortunate, but, you know. <laughs> um, so now, of course, the Rockets will win. But, hey, it, it, it'll be a fun matchup. Fun matchup there from Ford Field. Hey, you could go for $4. You could get in for $4. To watch the Max Lions game, thirty-five degrees though in Detroit. So I don't know. That's pretty cold. Um, It costs a little bit more. But one of the best football memories I have is is a is a a bowl game up in Detroit. So at this time of year, Motor City Bowl, nineteen ninety nine, Marshall finished off an undefeated season. Good one. uh, Yeah. Hey, by the way, you you got a Valparaiso New Mexico State Saturday. Blame you, Marshall guys, get bowls up in Detroit. West Virginia, we get bowls down in Florida. So there's a difference. <laughs> hey, Mark, I'm also a Mountaineer. You know that. Uh, I know. But hey, I, I, I cut, just cut my teeth. Kick your ass on that one. Cut, was was it was a still a core memory of Doug Chapman breaking one to the house to kind of put it on ice. My grandpa just had a nosebleed, and we came back down the aisle and saw him break it loose. Was still remember to this day. Um, so, always got a little soft spot for the MAC title, fellas. Um, <laughs> hey, New Mexico State's trying to go bowling, and they have a game at three o'clock versus Valparaiso. Okay, so if you have any action on that, what? call one eight hundred Gambler immediately. <laughs> <laughs> No, Jerry killed. You got Jerry killed at New Mexico State. Come that on. is a good story, Mark. With all the Jerry seizures and stuff. The, man, he kicked the shit out of the Freeze last week. Yeah. I mean, New Mexico State beat the hell out of Hugh Freeze last week. Yeah. I yeah, only yeah. know what I saw in the box scores, but still, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll go to the next premiere championship game and we'll come back on the back end and, and tackle the group of five title games okay um but at four o'clock there cbs sports presents last time i think right for the sec on cbs uh because the big Ten's going to get that jingle next year unfortunately can't you wait to see indiana Purdue on a saturday afternoon or like Ooh. or or probably, well it might end up being like usc versus like Michigan State or something with that that jingle going to be different, but um, fans and Thompson are going to turn out for UFC Michigan State. <laughs> hey, they might love them some Gary Donaldson. Hey, we don't know. I bet you Snoop Dogg would definitely be coming back <laughs> to the Trojan program. There, who knows? Yeah. Coach Prime might have taken that job. You never know. Yeah. So. Knows? Yeah. Well, yeah, like, they just have to find $80 million to buy out Mel Tucker. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah that's, a, that's just a little bit. Hey, I, hey, 
you, you know Snoop Dogg's going to start showing out if Lincoln Riley keeps his team in playoff <laughs> contention. That's for sure. Um, oh, but so yeah, him, so, Will Ferrell, everybody, yeah, they'd LA all be back. always start showing up. They'd all be back, and yeah. the you, I almost feel like Georgia start getting that type of crowd there in Atlanta on Saturday versus LSU. Interesting matchup here, fellas. A nine and three LSU team blew their chance at the playoff with the loss to A and M. Tough one there at Cal Field. The shocker of the season, really. Jimbo's boys put it back together for one week. And, and took Brian Kelly out of the mix. You got you got Georgia here, number one team in the country. I mean, they do what they do. I'm excited for this matchup. LSU's a 17-and-a-half point favorite here, and the total sits at 51. Uh, guys, that's a lot of candy. A lot of candy. Under. I'm just going to say it strictly under right here. Yeah, it almost kind of feels like they're they're pushing you to take the under in that, but I, I think you do just because of you know quite frankly how good Georgia's offense is, or defense is. Um, LSU's been playing better defense as of late. I mean, obviously the AM game kind of excluded. Um, I, I do like Georgia big. I, I think seventeen might be a little bit big, but I I do like Georgia by two touchdowns. Seventeen uh, is a little bit big. I think it'll be uh, – actually, I think it probably will cover. So, I would go Georgia on the cover on that one. Fellas, I like Brian Kelly in those boys, Jane Daniels, to, to stay within the spread. And I think you, that we're going to see it over in the a, game. You want to do a TikTok video uh, dancing I, with a recruit? I, I mean, I don't personally. And, but, your, um, fake, and your fake Cajun accent? Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, man, he, he pulled out all the stops when he went down there. Uh, but I, I, I mean, I think Georgia will win the football game, but I think LSU will play them competitively. I mean, they played Alabama competitively, won the game. I mean, Tennessee, you know, I, LSU's been a jack on high team, but give them credit, they're playing in this game in Brian Kelly's first season. Pretty impressive. And I'm going to go ahead and go with him. Yeah, you can't complain with what Brian Kelly's done. I'm, I'm kind of feeling like – I love it. I I love to see Brian Kelly do good down there. Granted, I'd rather Coach O do good down there. But it's more of a – I'm with you, Mark. I'm with you on that, Mark. But Such a soft spot for, for old Coach O. Down in the bayou, Coach O. Hey, man, give him that monkey meat there, man. It's like Sam Pittman at Arkansas right now. (laughs) Well, I mean – Go get get a cold beer. Well, and and here's the thing, Blaine. In in watching LSU last week, I was reminded to a conversation you, I, and Zach had right at the beginning of this year talking about Mm -hmm. Brian Kelly, and I kept saying there's games (laughs) that he screws up and he loses, he shouldn't. And last Saturday was that. It, it it's the Brian Kelly motto. It's 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 the plaque we've all seen before, right to the cusp, and then fumble it on the goal line. Mm. And, and, and that's kind of what last Saturday was. Everything in front of him to play for. You go to a team that's struggling, that looked like it couldn't beat a high school team out of Texas, and you get drubbed. 
Yeah. That, 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 that's unfortunate, but that's kind of the Brian Kelly script at this point. And, you know, yeah. I, I, I said it. I was on the record, and I'll stay with the statement. I don't think he wins a title down there. I just don't. I don't think so either. I think uh, Brian Kelly, he is pretty much the definition of mediocrity when it comes to college football. Not in terms of the record, really, but in terms of just being there and just coming so damn close. CJ, you you said it best back in week two. Brian Kelly is the Joe Madden of college football. Okay. There I love him. Nah, He's a winner, but yet maybe he doesn't get the big one. He might eventually, guys. I don't think he gets the SEC championship this week, but I do think they cover, and I do think we hit an over of 54. Uh, Jaden Daniels making plays, but Stetson Bennett. And it's like we don't want to even really talk about Georgia. They're just so good, and they're just so consistent. Like, this year, not as good and as explosive defensively, but – their offense is a little bit better with Stetson Bennett at the controls this year than it was last year, and they run the football so effectively. Kirby Smarts, they have such an identity of this football team. I love watching these dogs hunker down, you hairy dogs. And then, man, you want to get a little rack and willy, go dogs. I mean, I think they're going to be the team to probably at least play for the national championship. But, I'm, I mean, Georgia's going to have a run. Excited to I watch mean, them keep moving the- forward. The game they're in regard over though. forty uh, or fifty four uh, individually is going to go over forty five. I think Whoa. Georgia is. You're you're calling Georgia to go put up almost a fifty burger on LSU? Exactly. Yes, I think LSU has nothing against the dog on this one. Hey, excited! Excited to watch that one for sure. Uh, some great, some great Cajun cuisine out there. With, I mean, that would be the tailgate to be at this weekend, without doubt. If you had the draft, I, right? I tailgate with LSU fans before. There, oh, it's fun. It's a fun guys. time. They, they just tell you, "Oh, come on, we pull," and then they pour an entire bucket of shrimp and crab legs and. I mean, it's good stuff. It is good stuff down there on the bayou. It's crazy at the bayou. The the jambalaya is so good. Uh, Oh, yeah. Some Creole. Honestly, though, the other game at 4 o'clock involves another team from New Orleans, the Green Wave and the American Athletic title. I'm more excited for that game than I am the SEC championship, fellas. Michael Pratt and those boys, the best logo in college football. Green Wave going to make it to a – potential new year's six game here hosting this game in their stadium i mean i'm, I'm excited to watch that one against you ucf well i think uh actually going against you yeah, on that one because i think uh ucf with gus malzahn they've been putting up the points the only team that actually really challenged them was Navy. And <laughs> other than that, they've been putting up 30, 40 points a game. I think they will put up against Willie Freeze and uh, they'll take it to them. I, I think, I mean, I know Tulane, they've got the 
odd uh, offense that they're running, the kind of hybrid triple option RPO. But still, I think that UCF will have the firepower to take it to them. Yeah, this this is definitely uh, another over game. Um, but I, I'm with you, Blaine. I, I I really do like Tulane in this thing. Um, oh, come on! Play playing in their backyard. Come uh, on, Pratt has been. I mean, Michael Pratt has been as good as advertised all year. Twenty-one touchdowns, four picks, twenty-three hundred yards. And, and to me, the biggest difference is Tulane has its own individual running game. They're not relying on the quarterback to kind of do everything. I, I, I think that's the problem at Central Florida this year and the way they've kind of closed out the year. Um, but to me, Tulane has put together a, a more complete year. They're a more complete team right now, I think, than the Knights are. Yeah, give me the green wave. That's the problem with Tulane, though. I mean, you never know what you're going to get one day or another. You could get a great, I mean, performance, or you could get completely canned like what we saw with Paul Johnson over at George Tech. You don't know. I want to say this about Tulane, though. They're very good against the spread as well as your 10 and 2. That defense is very tough. They're senior laden. Michael Pratt just doesn't turn the football over. I mean, a 21 touchdown to four interception ratio. John Ross Plumley does make a mistake or two with it. He does have a little more wiggle and ability to run the old former old Miss dual sports star with baseball and football there in the Rich Rod yeah. offense. <clears throat> yeah. I really, I really <laughs> like Tulane's ability to run the football with, with, uh, with Spears, though. I he's like a, the, He's a I, powerful back. He runs hard. And, you know, I'll say this about him. I mean, the guy averages 6.2 a pop and, and ha- has breakaway speed as well. They are able to run the football, I think, on UCF because that defense is not necessarily stout against the run. Um, both these defenses will allow a little bit of yardage against the run. They're both tough, though. I mean, excited for that game. I don't want any part of that total, but I love Tulane minus the four. No, I'm going UCF money line. And I love that you mentioned Rich Rod on that one. Um, hey, just hey, Rich Rod had Tulane there. roots as well, man. <laughs> yeah. With Sean King, yep. those were some good damn days, weren't yep. they? <laughs> well, hey, fellas, real quick here. We don't want to get into into this, but it's the only other 4 o'clock kick, so we're just going to knock it out. Mountain West title game. At least kind of taking a little bit of a hit here of late. Boise on the blue is a three-point favorite against Fresno State. Temperatures are going to be at 28 <laughs> degrees at kickoff here. That's tough for Fresno, but I think Fresno is going to invoke a little bit of the Pat Hill era days here. Jake Hayner is back at quarterback, and he is a stud. I think they win this thing. Give me the Bulldogs, no. plus the money line, 140, and plus the three. 54, the total, I don't love that either way because both these defenses – have proven to be pretty good. I mean, Fresno well, shut out Wyoming last week and has given up only 30 points here like once off season. They're pretty tough, I, and they're coming down the stretch in a good way. Boise's good too, though. What do you I got? Gotta, I got to go uh, Boise and the under. I think, And I'm just picking Boise because 
Idaho guy, apparently. Yeah. I'm adopted Idaho guy since I lived out there for a little bit. But I'm going Boise. I think that they'll be able – their defense seems rock solid. <laughs> so I think they'll be able to cover that on the under. Uh, you're thinking that the weather might get involved there, Mark. I feel you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think the weather might get involved in that one just a little bit. Um, <clears throat> you feeling Hainer though, CJ? I, I, I am. I'm, Ted Perp being the head coach. I just feel this game for Fresno. I, I'm going Fresno um, for a lot of the reasons you said, and then here's the big one for me. I hate that god-awful turf. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And until Boise changes, <laughs> screw them. Dude, so, again, I lived in Idaho. I've seen it before, but trust me, I went up to eastern Washington. Just wait till you see the red turf. Oh, the inferno. I've seen the red turf. It, it's bad, too. And I, I, I've said this. Boise State is the argument against the high-definition TV. Mark, did it hurt your eyes in person, the red? Do what? Did it hurt your eyes in person going to see eastern Washington? Oh, yeah, it, hurts so damn bad <laughs> but i did seeing red man i did get some get eastern washington and the kibby dome on the same day so that is pretty impressive i pulled that one out that is so. pretty impressive <laughs> hey we're gonna go ahead and just hit the other group of five championships now we've kind of kind of grouped them up here again at 3 30 the fun belt Coastal goes to Troy here, fellas. Uh, down there at now Veterans Memorial. It used to be movie gallery back in yep. the day. Going to be about 58 degrees, so good weather for the fun belter. Troy is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. The total sits at 48. That defense is stout for Troy. Um, they're 10-and-2. Coastal will not have McCall. Caldwell with all the rumors swirling around. What are you guys thinking? You think the chance have a chance here? They're eight and a half point uh, dog here. The money line sits at two sixty for them. What are you thinking? I think uh, Coastal will actually uh, come out pretty strong, and I gotta stick with our West Virginia brothers because Myrtle Beach is pretty much a West Virginia territory. Hey, you know what, Daggy? Daggy actually. Uh, had a couple of moments in this season to help them propel them when asked upon, you know, well, did well. So, well, that's, hey, and, and that's, that's if that's different than what we've seen. The former I mean, fighting Neil Browns, did, man. We we saw what he did in the Liberty Bowl and got benched. So who knows? But, <laughs> but I think uh, Coastal and Troy they'll put up enough points. I'm going over on this one. Oh, really? Okay. CJ, what are you thinking here, buddy? <clears throat> this one's this one's kind of a tough one for me. because um, <clears throat> I like what Coastal's built, and obviously McCall not playing is a big deal. <clears throat> um and then the other part of me hates Coastal. Um just that it, it's an old Liberty rivalry from back in the day when I was there. Oh, so. I was about to say, how the hell do you hate Coastal? Yeah. Um you know, when when the when the chance used to come into into Lynchburg and you know, they got the better of us more times than not. Um but I, I think the McCall injury is a is 
just it's a big deal and, and you've seen how it's really kind of manifested itself. Um, they they did not play well um, against JMU and JMU is a good team, but hey, they're the king in the East, haven't you heard? Yeah, but uh, that <clears throat> that that injury worries me for Coastal. I, I think the the rumors around you know Jamie Chadwell uh, matter as well. Um, whether well, there's any real fire to him, who knows? I think yeah, there might be. There's no other good jobs worth him taking right now. I, I, so I you wouldn't take Georgia Tech over Coastal? No, Georgia Tech uh, Key already got it today. Who who got it today? Key, the uh, interim coach. Really? That's official? Yeah, it's official. Had not seen that. Yep. Well, I, I wouldn't say I don't know. I mean, I think there's some jobs out there. I think it just – it comes down to kind of what, you know, obviously a coach wants on those kind of things. Um, but to me, I, I think Troy finds a way to win this thing. Um, they found ways to win tight games all year. And like I said, just without Grayson McCall, um, this, this coastal offense looks completely different and it's, and it's not different in a good way. It's, yeah. it's different in an absolute horrible way. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's what we are talking about. I mean, with the uh, jobs, I mean, Chadwell, he's uh, obviously looking for something else here in the future. And the only jobs left Colorado and USF. And I, honestly, I think he'd be a good fit at USF. With his sense, I mean, the, his, he could probably do some damn damage at AAC. He could, but you know what? I'm not so sure now, to be to be frank, with the teams leaving the American, that the Fun Belt's not the better group of five conference. Oh, the Fun Belt's the better. Yeah, for sure. I think so, but I'll say this. McCall not playing is a huge deal. They have been very, very kind of average since he's been out. Um, barely found a way to hold on against Southern Miss when he got, when he got hurt. And then – got destroyed by JMU with Tots and Trino. Beast of the East, as JMU's been calling it. Kind of a dumb rule. They can't play for the conference championship in their first year. I remember Marshall was able to in 97 when they moved up to the MAC. Don't really know why, but it is what it is. Maybe just the NCAA's got their things. They knew well, it had in. the NCAA's got their things, and they've got some – But, hey, Coastal would have probably played a little differently, you'd imagine. C-double-A, you don't – Nobody knows anything well, about them. Yeah, Troy will roll in this game, that, though, fellas. I have a feeling. Yeah, I, I think the NCAA changed that because I think they tried to make it a little more like basketball because if you end up with a conference champion, especially like with the Sun Belt, that's got bowl tie-ins, then what do you do? Um, you know, so it, it kind of gets a little screwy on that end. So I, I think that's kind of the reason they went to that model. Um, I I don't necessarily like the rule that your first year up, you're not eligible. I think that's complete lunacy um did you guys see uh part of my take is gonna get him a big old pizza party yeah <laughs> I, yeah yeah um and real quick mark i'm gonna take a little exception to the fact that you're you're gonna sit there and say liberty is not a good job i'm, I'm gonna okay. be a little homer for hey, a second hold on. fellas okay. you guys can have let's have that argument at the end well we can have that argument at the end but let's not act like that job's not open you want to have it right now? Let's have it right now. I mean,
Executive decision. You can listen to the Basham vs. CJ brawl on the Liberty Coaching Job at the end of the podcast. It'll be after the Here Comes the Money clip. So just stay tuned for that if you want to listen to that as well. Thank you. Hey, the Conference USA title, though, guys, we're going to sneak this in Friday night game there. North Texas, the new athletic director of the Mountaineers, his program, the Mean Green, goes in to the Alamo Dome to take on the Roadrunners of UTSA, Frank Meep. the Tank, Meep, Meep, uh, under. Eight and a half point. <laughs> Meep, Meep, under 69 and a half. Um, and then Lord. the eight and a half total. I mean, they're a 10 and two team. They're very good. Harris this year, 27 touchdowns to seven picks. Uh, Austin on on the other side, though, 31 touchdowns to 11 interceptions. So this total is a high one, though, as well. Love, under, under. Love the ability. Under, under, North Texas under. defense has been playing a little better of late, but I like North Texas' uh, ability to kind of throw the football. The Roadrunners defensively in that back end are pretty good. I mean, Nick Troy Fortune transfer back there, pretty the, pretty solid the, player. They I, can do it all. I, I think it'll be under. I think North Texas, I will take them to cover just because that was the football team that Stone Cold Steve Austin played for in college. And everybody knows Stone Cold Steve Austin is the greatest human being alive. <laughs> Austin 316. That mm-hmm. hey, they're they're a heck of a uh they're a heck of a program right now. They they really they, they really, really are. I mean yeah. they were able to retain their coach last Luttrell. year. Yeah, which in, 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 well I well I mean Latrell in North Texas, but also I mean the the job that I mean, yeah, yeah, coach coach trailer's team, uh pretty impressive amount of money that he was able to kind of haul in yeah. there. Two point five million. I mean, yeah, he's parlaying it. I mean, yeah, you look at the Texas system right now. I mean, they just uh, fired Jake Spavital, somebody uh, we all know. Yeah, the Fighting Spavs no longer. CJ, we still be aligned in North Tech or to Texas State. Ah, uh, I know. Boy, San Marcos might 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 not be now that Spavs gone. <laughs> yeah, hey, I. Really like the the work the trailer's doing there. His team, Brady, also kind of helping him there in the backfield. Franklin's having a great year out out wide, almost a thousand yards and eleven touchdowns on the year. There, Zakaria Franklin. I don't know if I'm saying that right or not, CJ, but he's a ball player, man. Uh, yeah, he is. In guy the finds the end zone. Love that team. They're ranked in the uh, in the AP writers poll, not in the playoff poll, unfortunately. Uh, so they can't make a probably a New Year's Six game. Final statement for them, though. I'm taking the Roadrunners big, actually, in this one. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, our boy, you know, Frank the Tank, um, you know, as we like to say last year, if you go look at his his profile picture on uh, the ESPN, man, just straight cheesing it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think it might have changed this year. No, it's still the same one, man. Still oh, the yeah, one. there it is. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I really like um, what UTSA has done. Um, 
you know, defensively, yeah, statistically, you look at them and go, hey, they're not real good. But, you know, once again, kind of bend but don't break. Um, you know, they've had some games where they got into shootouts, which kind of hurt them. Um, and I and I think, too, and I think what really helped them, especially on the defensive end, is a guy like Nick Troy Fortune, you know, another West Virginia guy that transferred there, um, has, has played well for them. Um, I just – I really like what Trailer has built there uh, with the Roadrunners. Um, I think that continues. I'm with you. I like them big to get to 11-2, and two, make a make a nice little statement headed into the bowl game. And, um, you know, if, if you're a fan of the Roadrunners, uh, enjoy this because I don't know how much longer, you, you know, Trailer's going to be able to stay to, to keep swatting, you know, <laughs> big-time programs and big-time money away. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I – Look at, I mean, what UTSA has done throughout the season. They've pretty much averaged around 30 to 40 points a game. So they're doing great on offense right now. And Trailer, like you say, he's been doing great on defense. They've been shutting every hey, opponent down. Hey, so, you, nev- you never know uh, where Trailer might be, timing of when coaches become available. Um, so well, maybe you got to keep on that short okay. list of your let's athletic just, director, you know? Yeah, um, let's just see that, yeah. Mr. Hey, Baker. But, yeah, hey, but here we go sure now. Listening. Hey, Ren, Ren will probably – he'll probably still be there on Friday night supporting his old program there for one more one more time before he moves up, up north. Um, yeah, I don't think he's supposed to really start the job until later in December, I think is what I saw. Yeah. Makes sense. You got to wrap things up where you're at. That's natural. It's the way you do things. It's the proper way to finish a job out. Um, the HR and me coming out there, fellas. So <laughs> now, also real quick on Rimbreaker, is his? Does he have any relation to the David Baker from the Hall of Fame? Who, Dave Baker, Warren? Yeah, Baker. Dave Baker, the one who's the like the guy who always tells you if you're inducted. Ooh, I don't know. They, kinda, they look Not similar. Sure. Not sure. They really, really do. Let's somebody effort that while we let's get to the night games and somebody look that up while, while we're doing this. Purdue, Michigan, eight o'clock, and you also got Clemson, North Carolina. So that's what you got available to you on the Dow. Think you'll probably be more on Fox if Purdue keeps it tight. Boilermakers, as Mark was talking earlier, the Spoilermakers per don't. They're plus 600 on the money line. They're also 3-0 and all-time against teams in the top five with Jeff Brom as a coach. Very interesting. Um, just saying. Uh, so, 16 and a half is a lot. But I love Michigan, fellas. I think they're going to win the national championship saying that right now. The Boilermakers, the Spoilermakers are going to go in and – O'Connell, they are going to go against the Michigan defense. Give me Lakers. So you you'll take them plus six hundo mark on the money line. I will take per, per don't here every day. I'll take Purdue. I think they're going to spoil everything because this season has been chaos. Honestly, let's all agree. So, why not add a little bit more chaos into the package? I mean, CJ, what what do you think, buddy? <clears throat> yeah. 
<laughs> you, you kind of feel like there's going to be a game for where there is a little there there is some kind of chaos like it almost kind of feels like the, the year set up for that and this one i don't know because purdue's been that team all year that i'm like oh yeah trust them no i don't and then it comes back and gets me um because <laughs> and, and I almost fell into this last year where I you know Michigan got the big win finally over Ohio State would it come back to get them in the in the Big Ten title game and it did them in the ass yeah and 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 it, and it didn't at all <laughs> it didn't at all and here's the thing and last week going to the Ohio State game it was really the 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 injury to Blake Crom that worried me because he had been so much of their run game and they had relied on him heavily and he was having a fantastic year. Um, and then they were just able to run the ball at will without him. Um, you know, I mean, Devon Edwards, I think he's still running on that Ohio state defense. I don't know. I, I, I it's tough for me right now to trust Purdue. I, I think offensively, I think they can put up points and keep this thing close. I just don't know if they've quite – I don't know if they've got the physical bodies defensively to slow Michigan's run game down late in the game when they're going to have to do it. Because Michigan can just lean on you, and by the fourth quarter is when everything kind of starts to go awry for teams. You get tired, you're physically beat up, and I just don't know if Purdue quite has has the bodies to withstand getting leaned on all day for that. Um, I like Purdue to cover. I think 17 is maybe a little big, um, but I do think Michigan finds a way to to win this thing out. Probably, I'd say 10. If it was at 10, I'd feel comfortable with it, but 17 just feels a little bit too big. This is a feisty Purdue team, um, and 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 offensively, I think they can they can put up points to kind of to kind of stay in this thing and at least give themselves a puncher's chance. Hey CJ, um, gonna have to say this real quick. Totals actually went down to 16 and a half. I guess some respected players have uh, moved that line down as we speak here. Yeah, and, like, and that's and that's still a little high for me. Like I said, if it was, you know, nine and a half to ten, I, I, I'd be – All day Michigan. Yeah, I'd, I'd be looking at that a little more heavily. Um, but, yeah, 16 and a half just feels a little big for a pesky Purdue team. Purdue's five and Boiler seven up. against the spread this year. Boiler um, up. I mean, I don't know. You know, Mark, the one thing about it is, though, I don't feel like they've played – I mean, they've won three in a row, but uh, just they had that stretch there heading into November, end I, of October. I, I just like Brom. I like everything, the culture he's got over there in West Lafayette. I think that Purdue has something going for him, and like I said, chaos. We're and what CJ said, we're bound for chaos at something this coming week, and I think this is the one chaos moment that we'll seek. Yeah, I mean it's, yeah, and, it's and, possible, and, and and I will agree with with Mark on that. I love what Brahms building there at Purdue. They're 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 definitely... just not going to score points though against Michigan. See, I, I think they can score enough, like I said, to keep this thing interesting. Um, and I think defensively they can do enough to kind of keep them in this game. Like I said, I think Michigan, their run game ends up being the difference. But if, if you're a fan in the bit of a team in the Big Ten, keep keep your eye out. Purdue is coming, and they're coming hard. 
this is a team to me very much on the come up. I, I will say this to the fellas real quick about this particular matchup. Purdue doesn't like to run the football. Michigan doesn't allow really any rushing yardage. I think that's going to put O'Connell in some bad spots for them to get pressure on him. And I think that'll be the difference. If this thing steams up again to 17 and a half, then I think you buy Purdue. Then again, I'm starting starting to wonder, though. Maybe Michigan might, like you said, CJ, last year, the same thing with Iowa. Kind of, they just really roll because they are that much better than the team they're playing from that other side of the weak Big Ten division. Boiler up. Yeah, like I said, and it's tough to judge, too, when teams are coming off such a big win in a rivalry spot, what happens the following week. Um, Especially since they don't think they have to win this game. I mean, the the kids obviously are watching all the stuff. It's it's around. They know. And and last year was a much different spot because you knew they had to win the Big Ten title game to get in. Like, that, that was a foregone conclusion. And this year, I think there's a little bit of uncertainty around that. Like, if you uh, lose, I, I but think it's there's close, none. They know they're good. They know they're good, guys. Hey, let's throw and in. See, and, I, and see, and I don't necessarily 100% believe that. And, and to me, if I'm Jim Harbaugh, that's the message I'm preaching. Like, guys, we're not done. And so and I think that ends up being a little bit of the difference, too, is, is he's able to kind of rally those guys around to understand the message that, hey, we're not done. We haven't accomplished anything yet. And so that's got to be the message in the Michigan locker room and on the practice fields all this week is we're not done. Nothing's secure. We're not in until they say we're in. Well, they're not in. So, <laughs> <laughs> Mark, you, so you so you do think Michigan loses? They are out then, and Ohio State's in oh. then. Oh, that's a good question. I think. I mean, uh, how? <laughs> I think if Michigan, both of them are in. I I mean, I have no rhyme or reason by it, but I think both of them are in. And I think if Michigan loses, you find Alabama hopping everybody in their end. I, I don't. Cause I don't how agree does Michigan with it, over Tennessee, you, though, really? You can't. I don't, you can't, bro. I don't agree with it, but see, I see it happening. Uh, I, the Michigan, if Michigan loses still, their best win is – against Ohio State. And Ohio State's best win is against who? Can anybody Penn State probably? Yeah. yeah, Penn State. Who the hell cares? Yeah. So it I mean Michigan's in, fellas. There, there's no doubt about it. I also say this though, the better game potentially and probably will be Clemson, North Carolina. North Carolina's kind of struggled the last couple of weeks. The upset against Georgia Tech at home. And then also losing the rivalry game in double OT to the Wolfpack. Oh, boy, yeah. Gibby, Mark. Gibby. Should have turned boy. it back on the Wolfpack. My uh, boy. On Black Friday, they got it done. Boys in red. Hell, you know, you got you to gotta say this, though, about Dave Doran. What a job he did getting that team to do what they did this year with what happened at Devin Leary. Pretty pretty good season there for NC State. Unbelievable. Um, Unbelievable, yeah. I mean, and then Clemson I, now has lost two out of the last four with that powerhouse program. So, going to be interesting to see what happens here. How's Clemson still ninth, though, fellas? For real. It's, Brand, again, we go Brand back to optics. 
Well, if optics is the case, then there's no way they should be ninth. It's about brand. You're right. Yeah. Um, Carolina's a seven-and-a-half-point dog here, plus 240 on the money line. Guys, I don't feel as strongly about this one as I do the other ones. But give me the Tar Heels. I think the Tar Heels to bounce back. Drake May to go uh, off. Clemson's secondary might be their weakness. May's going to do good. Uh, I think North Carolina. Been there before, you know what I mean? Yeah, May's going to do good. I think North Carolina has a pretty crappy uh, rushing game. So that's going to really hinder them, especially against a strong Clemson defense. It just matters on which DJ Uelungale that we see. Are we the ukulele man. Are we going to see the good one or the bad one? Because you got both of them. Well, then you have Clyburn come in. Yeah. So it's just a matter of who's going to show up on any given day. I'm still going with the Tigers. C-L-E-M-S-O-N. Hey, this is a BYOG game, CJ, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it is. This is kind of a, a classic, you know, bring your own guts game. I'm going to say Clemson Clemson finds a way to win this. They're going to come out. This is that game I think Dabble breaks those purple uniforms out to get his team's attention. Um, That'll you know, bring out the purple uniforms. There we go. <laughs> yeah, those are ones that, and he's even said it that he's kind of they kind of reserve for you know these big games, these big moments. <clears throat> to me, this is kind of a way for him to kind of get his you know, to bring them out, get his team's attention and understanding that yes, we we're, we're out of the playoff contention, but we we are at the doorstep of one of the goals we wanted, which was to get back and win the ACC. You're there. You're now at the cusp. And while they they have not been Clemson that we've been used to over the last you know three or four years, I still think they're a little better. North Carolina to me has still been very streaky at times, and I don't know how much to completely always trust it. Um, I, I love that May kid at quarterback, but I'm going to go with with a guy in Dabo who. This is kind of where he gets his team really motivated, and they come out and find a way to get a win. Yeah, that's the whole thing about Davo is he's just the ultimate motivator, and he's just like Nick Saban. He's right out of the mold. So he's able to motivate his teams during these kind of situations, and I think that's why he'll uh, push forward, push his team onto the win. Fellas, I will say this real quick. Been to been to this game uh, before when Clemson's been in it. Now, granted, this was a different Clemson team and a team that made the playoff uh, when they beat Miami in that magical year, the turnover chain year. Got to go there. Charlotte's a great venue for that game. I think North Carolina fans will be there in full force um, for that one. Uh, uh, it, it's seen those fans a... travel for a bowl game there before when the Mountaineers played there. So. Yeah, there will it'll, be a strong contingent. Clemson will bring a good crowd too. Though. I do remember I when. Say, yeah, it, it'll be a nice little 50-50. I mean, because it, it it's about the same drive for both for both fan bases. Yeah, I remember when uh, we played in Pat White's last game. Yeah, the Car Care Bowl. 
absolutely. They had and a great fan base. That was came. down there, so yeah, it was about fifty-fifty. So I, I think Carolina. It. I think Carolina will play them tight. I think in the end, though, guys, give me Carolina to cover. I think Clemson will win. I think you guys have talked me into that now for sure. I kind of like the unders well at sixty-three and a half. That feels like a really strong play. I think Clemson will run the football because that's one weakness Carolina kind of has defensively. Not that strong against the run. And Shipley and the Clemson, they like to run the ball. Um, and also, too, you, you got to wonder about Carolina's offensive line against Clemson's uh, D-line. D Even though it's not vintage Clemson up front, that, that's still maybe a disadvantage. So uh, I, I think you guys talked me into it. Take Dabo, and they get to go to another New Year's Six game. And uh, the Clemson brand continues on, maybe even though it's a mediocre team potentially. Yeah. Well, Dabo, I mean, (laughs) just trust in Dabo. That's all Clemson has to do. Hey, fellas, anything more? I would love to to play Clemson right now for next year. (laughs) Hey, and by the way, it's the subway. It's, because it's the we Subway ACC fired. Championship game. The it's, Subway ACC Championship game. Ah, uh, no more Dr. Pepper. Yeah, Dr. Pepper's still holding strong with the Big 12. Though. Let's go, Dr. Pepper. Let's go, Dr. Pepper. No, dude. They have oh, the uh, yeah. football throw still. Oh, yeah. Still got the football throw. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. So, CJ. Here it is, buddy. We now, as we headed in, let's see here. We got them. We got them all here. Okay, so now, now we're this week. We're to the what we just went through this past weekend. Okay, and we our records there. CJ, what you and Mark both got South Carolina correct. Yeah, with these. I didn't want to jump on it with you, fellas. Didn't feel it. CJ, you also got the over, 56 in the Michigan game. You got the push there in Auburn. My apologies for that. No, that one hurt. Oh, really? Was it backdoor? Yeah, kind of, because they were covering it for, like, with, like, two minutes to go, I think. Oregon was a bad, bad loss, buddy. Yeah, that one hurt me a little. That was a tough one to take. I felt that for you. Like, that was rough. Um, like, my voice right now. Um, uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota, under 36 in the hook. Did you get that one? Which one was that? Wisconsin? Wisconsin, many. Uh, wow. Was 39 was the total. Do you have under 36? Oh, that's what it landed on, 39? Buying your yeah twenty three yeah twenty three sixteen that's thirty nine. So you did get the under thirty six. No, you did not. No, I took the under. You did not get it. Oh, Blaine, you're watching yeah. ESPN. Got the Iowa State over as well. Easily. I was surprised you went there. By the way, it just it's it's one of those games where it was like man i'm either going to be really i'm either going to get it or i'm going to be really god awfully wrong and to be honest with you i kind of had a feeling TCU might end up you know pretty much doing that on their own and they did which a hey, bold considering it was Iowa State's defense and mark 
NFL. So Basham, your your uh, mark this week. So you came into the week nineteen and twenty three. Take it over for Zach midseason now. Had a rough week, but you come back strong this past week with the five and one record. Though there we go. Got the South Carolina win. Yep. Got the Georgia Tech. Yep. Cover as well. Uh, had the West Virginia under all the way. Yep. The Wisconsin-Minnesota over, though, at 36.5 was your lock. You got that as well. Faded CJ there. Interesting interesting play there, Mark. Interesting play. There we go. Um, Georgia State-Marshall over 45.5. You got that as well, correct? Yep. You did. Yes, you did. Absolutely you did. Yep. And then had the UW big win there. Against in the Apple Cup, a minus one and a half. Did you go six and zero, Mark? I went six and zero. Or did Georgia Tech not cover? I think we were six or thirty six. Thirty six and a hook, CJ. What do we got there? Georgia Tech. Yeah, thirty six and a half. Last Saturday. Last Saturday. 37-14 Georgia. Oh, That's wow. A cover. That's a cover. That is a cover. So, did Marshall did Marshall Georgia State get over 45 and a half? Mm, let me check. I think it did. Oh crap, it would help focus. My math was way bad on everybody last weekend then. Uh, let's see here. Marshall. Blame we didn't go to WVU for math. So <laughs> a lot of other things going on as well during the weekend when I at that point in time when I was calculating it was a little late. A lot of college football had been watched. <laughs> uh let's see. Fifty one was the total in the Marshall game. Good. So, yeah. Yes. So I swept the week. A six and a week for you there, Mark. Hell yeah. Impressive. Minnesota, Wisconsin was over 36 and a half as well. Well, well done. Yep. Coming back, coming back hot there. That's the six and a week. That is the, uh, I know I'm interviewing for a job that about sports gambling. <laughs> <laughs> Get it legalized in North Carolina, and you'll be my hero. Coming, coming back. I strong. can try. Yeah, hey, I I know Joe Manchin, so I've got the most powerful person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hey, not not that far off from being true, though. Right now, yeah. that's that's for sure. Um, so you. We we now kind of have Mark coming back up to life, twenty five and twenty three. I had myself a four and two week to kind of continue to to stay stay the course here, and uh, have a thirty four and twenty record at the moment. CJ, yourself, you are now twenty two, twenty four, and one. Uh, 
Hold on. Do, do we do your last week, CJ? Yeah, I went three, two, and one. Three, two, and one. Okay. Damn it. Oh, I lost it. I was on the other side of the pad over here. So you went. Wow, shit. Where's my math here? I had 20. You were. Again, math, mm. not really one of our resources. <laughs> oh, there it is. I marked it out. I'd marked it out when I was doing Mark's record to try and keep myself straight. So, CJ, you're 26, 26, and two, buddy. Hell yeah. I'm up. The pushes are helping you out, sir. Yeah, the pushes are keeping me percentage points ahead. Five hundo on the season. Well done. But Mark is now ahead of you. Boom, motherfucker. <laughs> boom goes the dynamite, right, there, Mark? Yeah. As Will Muschamp said, boom, motherfucker. So. <laughs> boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> oh, man. So, we, we will have a side or a total in every game coming up here to uh to end this thing out uh 34 and 20 26 26 and 2 25 and 23 so a side or a total um and mark do you have a jackson state line that we could just know about for their game uh yes i do actually hang on a second um no dismiss yeah, uh, Jackson State Southern, they have – Jackson State's got 17.5 right now. Over-unders, 50.5, I think it's going to go over. I like the offense that Coach Brown putting on the field, so I'm going to go over on that one. Okay, interesting. Okay. And so – that's it, knowing knowing all that stuff now. At least we can make a selection on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably just gonna roll Jackson State to uh to to get it done, regardless um of of any line. Southern, Doesn't really Southern, matter to me what the line Southern, is. Yeah, Southern Hatton put a good team on the field this year. So seventeen. Is that an actual championship game though, Mark? Yes, it is. Yes. Legit championship game. Okay. HBCU. So, so Jackson State is never going to actually compete for the FCS championship because of them playing in the swag, correct? Honestly, I don't know, really. Because, um, I mean, they've started. I, don't they've the... started. I mean, the second round's going on right now. Well, I'm thinking right now – yeah, if they started, then no. So, we'll give the SWAC championship game a pick. There'll be an Elite 11 selections this week. Okay. Everyone's still alive. Everyone is still alive. Mark, you could you could pull off the ultimate job interview here. <laughs> pull, pull, off, pull off the unthinkable. It could happen. So, the unthinkable that's going to happen is Purdue is going to upset Michigan. <laughs> I'm saying it right now. Can I'm we get that ticket? Can we get that line. ticket for the Twitter page, Mark? Buy the ticket, take the rod. Boilermakers, boiler up. 
Purdue is upsetting Michigan. And if that happens next week, y'all can kiss my ass and give you 10 minutes to draw a crowd. (laughs) (laughs) Bob, it'd be like Bobby Knight. Quoting Bobby Knight, a a big-time Hoosier, as he invokes Purdue winning this big game against Michigan. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Fellas, going to be a phenomenal week. I mean, it's not a full slate, but it's the big games that count, and then we're on the bowl season. Oh, we got Army Navy next week. Oh, absolutely, in the sweet jerseys that is. Mark, real quick before you get out of here, you're huge on Army Navy, correct? Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Finally. We just has to be said, but uh, we still love you, Mike. Um, but uh, cannot wait for this weekend of college football, y'all. Take it easy. Here comes the money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, money, money. money, 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 money. Dollar, dollar. Dollar, dollar. Ching, ching, bling, bling. Touch a chatter. You ain't talking money, then you're talking no matter. Ching, ching, bling, bling. Cat in pocket. No, I mean it, it's conversation. I mean, I know it's a group of five. It, it's it's kind of a sidestep, but I mean that's that's a program up on the rise. It's you don't have some of the crap sometimes that comes with it. With it being a private university, you, you get a lot more control over some things. I'm not saying it's a fantastic job, but I'm not going to sit there and say that that's an absolute crap show. At least of what it used to be even seven years ago. I mean, what Turner Gill started to build, what Hugh Freeze has continued to build and built up there. I mean, there, there's a lot to like about that job, especially if you're, you know, for a group of five. But for a group of five too, I mean, they've got so many restrictions. I mean, in terms of recruiting. You know, you would think it would, but it really actually it doesn't. They they have not had a whole lot of issues in the recruiting trail. Yeah, I mean, there are some restrictions, but Notre Dame has them and they still get kids. So, But still, I mean, honestly, if we want to talk complete politics on this, the president of Liberty ain't exactly the best person in the world. Oh, hey, Mark, we, we reference politics. We don't talk them. We reference them out well, here. Wait, hold on, hold on. You know what I mean? That question. Who, who's the president at Liberty? Falwell's kid. No, he's not. Junior got shown the door at the beginning of the year. He did? Oh. Yes, he did. Oh. He got fired before the school year even started. Oh, okay. Because but, of because of still, the smoke he, around him. Plus, let's also not forget this. Ian McCall's the AD there now. For oh, the Baylor okay. AD, I mean, the guy, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's what oh, makes it kind of an impression. Like I said, so, it's not. So, so, guess who's going to be the next head coach at Liberty? It's not going to be Art. Art it, it's not going to be Art. Um, <laughs> I, I, it's going to be first, Kendall. Yeah, uh, they are interested in Kendall. I, I gave kind of a list on the on the WVU podcast. When that drops, you guys can go take a listen. But um, Art, Art is not anywhere near on the list. And I have that from very close people within around the school. He's not okay. Our art is nowhere near on it. They now Ian does really like Kendall. Um, I know Jamie Chadwell's their number one. Like he's he's the guy they absolutely want. But for me, to me, I think that is a sidestep because you're going from one group of five to another, and the probably better than Conference USA. I think we can all admit that. Um, But like I said, I, I. 
a little bit of homerism. I mean, it is my alma mater. I don't think it's a god awful job. I mean, I'm not gonna call it a great job, but I, I think it's a pretty good one. Well, yeah, I can't complain to you on that much, but, I mean, but no, I, I am thankful that Art Bryles is not on the list. I will say uh, that. the, the <laughs> rehabilitation of coaches. Yeah, they took a massive flyer on Hugh. I, I don't know if I want to. I was yet. about to say you all <laughs> hired E free. So. Hey, we we know How where Art Bryles is going, according to Stu Gotts. So, <laughs> hey, CJ, I will say this. I think your point argued pretty well, buddy, um, about it being a good job. You're going to Conference USA, kind of a soft landing spot. Like, you guys could win there and win big there. Like, good little ring saying next year, like, hey, North Texas, the Roadrunners meet me versus Liberty. Instead of it being North Texas on a Friday night this year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it is a nice little soft landing spot for it. Um, I, I, I think Chadwell holds out for a for a better Power 5 job, to be completely honest. Um, but, no, I, I'm with you, Blaine. That is a nice little landing spot for Liberty, um, you know. And then, obviously, getting the next head coach in, in place and getting it right for them is going to be massively quite, key. Quite frankly, good spot for Neil Brown if he had to go down there. I'm – I'm calling right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm calling right now. It's going to be a switch up. I think Chadwell is going to be the next head coach of the Mountaineers after season. And I think Neil Brown might end up. Because I've seen a few of my friends that are fans of Kentucky. They want him to come in and be offense coordinator and head coach in waiting. And it makes no sense to me. Because I, I wouldn't they, touch what Stoops is doing right now. He's doing no, a heck of a job I would not, there. No, I would not screw with what Stoops yeah. has got going on hey, there. Stoops is, Stoops is going somewhere. <laughs> uh, we'll, then, we'll see. We'll see. He, he like, kind of likes the big grocery store. It wasn't a great season, though, this year. <laughs> That's for sure. Here comes the new kid on the block. Hold on, your bets. It's where the buck stops. See, first of all, I'm stepping out on my own. About time I elevated to claim my own throne. Success in my blood. Call it homegrown. Ports reek and testosterone. Power and money got me crazy cocky. No longer need you, poppy. I know you're mad because you can't stop me. And if you wonder how this player done scooped your honey, I think she smell my cologne. It's called brand new money. Making major moves, man, ain't a damn thing funny. Pimpin' hood rats to Playboy bunnies. They see the. They see it, they see it. Smelling fresh and looking spiffy Don't like clean money, I want my wrist to be filthy Pops with every time and fun, I can't just tell I'm 60 So what am I supposed to do? Rolling two, steady patting them pockets Sell I'm stacking hole in two Ching, ching, bling, bling, catching cash and lump It's a coro, get a jacket, I'm selling them out my trunk Whenever, whatever, it takes a shake down a dollar Muscle in that direction, wait a minute, holla, holla All wants to know where they go, where they winning A mink in Marshall Monday, smelling just like a mint Seven digits at a time, see my children chillin', the best never worse, see we never 
and get the pebbles, they got the rocks first. Bank vaults are locking, ching ching, we're mocking. I'm rocking, my family Christmas stockings are shocking. Fine women, any weather, naughty denim and leather. Call it chicken, whatever, Sunday get better. I'm one smart cookie, the vet that smacks rookies. My stock's on top, your checks bounce while mine's booking. Wrist, I must rock it, chick, stop it, I knock it. Cash looks like I got a gang of fists in my pocket. Fist in my fist in my pocket. Fist in my pocket. Here comes the money. Money, money, money.